to me? Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of red pump in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. What's up, film fans? Happy Wednesday, moviegoers. Welcome to episode 281. Welcome to a good person. And you are listening to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Juan, and I am joined by the cast, the crew, the good people. Zach? Zach? He's so good, he's frozen in time. Edward? Hey, what's up, folks? Craig? Yo, yo! Gregory. What a, what a week it's been, guys. It's, uh, it's, it's been fun. Uh, Craig, we'll start with you, man. How's, how's your week been? <clears throat> uh, week's been busy. Um, getting ready for um, the birthday month. Oh, boy. I know, yeah. few, I know a few of you know. It's, I got like seven birthdays in February. Um, yeah. So this uh, this 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 might be the last time we see Craig till maybe the first week of March. No, um, because I, my, I I I might have some. I'm, I'll have to message you, but I might have some some issues. Um, but uh, yeah, my daughters, my brothers, my father-in-law, my grandmother on Mallory's side, Mallory's, my brother-in-law, Super Bowl, all in the shortest month of the year. Speaking of Super Bowl, guys, we are, uh, by the time you hear us this Sunday, we'll be a week away from the Super Bowl. Um, This is our last Wednesday episode, guys. So for everybody watching live on Facebook and Emma Productions' YouTube channel, this is the last Wednesday. Starting this Sunday, February 4th, we're going to go to 7 p.m. If you guys want to watch us live, if you guys want to listen to us, um, we'll still be... yeah. Anytime. Anytime. You can listen. Brand new episodes are going to um, still pop up audio-wise out there in podcast land on Sunday nights, Monday mornings. So you can listen to us uh, a whole few days earlier than Wednesdays now. But uh, Super Bowl set, it's a rematch from a few years ago. 49ers, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, let's let's throw out predictions already. Who uh, Who's taking it? I'll take Taylor Swift at six and a half on the over of the amount of times that she's shown on the TV. There's no line in Vegas, but there should be, and I'm taking the over. Did you see both flights, or there's several flights that are actually labeled 1989? We're we're asking who's taking the game. (laughs) Edward wants to talk flights. Yeah. I'm just Uh, like, what the fuck? Give me... Give me San Fran 31-23. Everybody, Craig's been picking this year, has been losing, so I'm going Kansas City 27-16. Kansas City. Zach, we're doing Super Bowl picks. Ed, who are you picking? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick uh, San Fran. San Francisco 49ers. Um, Even though you look like Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Jason Kelsey. 
Jason Kelsey. Or Jason, yeah. <laughs> um, so we both Harry. So San Fran's got the win for Ed. Uh, Zach, what about you? Uh, I'm gonna go uh, Chiefs, Kansas City. <laughs> so me and me and Zach picked the Chiefs. Do you guys pick the 49ers? It's just a couple of Swifties over there. <laughs> this this is true. She's on the she's on the playlist. So. But, guys, if you did not join us last week, we talked about the 34-year-old movie that is Edward Scissorhands. It turns 34 this year. Me and Zach had a fun conversation about it. Go back and listen to uh, our good conversation about Johnny Depp, Tim Burton. Um, and we even talked our top five movies we can't wait to see this 2024 year. So it was a fun list. Go back and listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts at. Um you can also check out all of our links on the social media pages, facebook.com forward slash the cinnamon movie podcast, Instagram slash the cinnamon movie podcast. <laughs> X is cinnamon four zero five. The old email bag is C I N E M E N I two one at gmail.com. Uh, I was just able to log back into the emails this week. Uh, so I will, uh, Knock out some of those, and we'll answer them next week when we talk all about Casablanca live this Sunday. Um, oh, and if you're listening to this or watching this uh, Wednesday, Thursday morning, I'm going to be giving away a digital copy of A Good Person. So you can listen to us talk about the movie, and then you can uh, try to win a digital copy all this week. Let's start off with some recent watches. Uh, Ed, we didn't talk to you last week. Do you recommend anything, or are you still going through your uh, binge watch of Vampire Diaries? Still going through that thing. We're mid midway through season five now. Uh, I did get to watch one movie, however. I will recommend it. I don't care if it's kids. I don't care if it's adults. I don't care if it's the whole family. Leo. Bro! Uh, Adam yeah. Sandler, Bill Burr. Yeah. Uh, about a lizard, uh, a tuatara lizard, and a turtle or a tortoise, and uh, they're just chilling in a like what fifth grade class, and yeah. it everybody goes take, on. Everybody takes the animals home every other week or something. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good movie, dude. It's it's good. It's lighthearted. It doesn't have any. I mean, it has a few little adult jokes. Not yeah. really huge, Thank though. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's it's Adam Sandler. Like, come on, man. Yeah. But at the end of it all, pretty tame for Adam Sandler, dude. Seriously, <laughs> at the end of it all, it, it's a it's a pretty good movie. I, I would definitely give it a a high recommendation of like nine out of ten easily. Yeah. So. It's, it's surprising. Mallory came home one day and she was like, there's a movie we should watch. And yeah, it was Leo. <laughs> so we plugged in Netflix to the living room TV. We were going through it and all that stuff and seeing that it was an Adam Sandler flick and it was just like, okay, hopefully it's not too big or not too whatever. Because if it's like Eight Crazy Nights, me, us, and the nephew, we're going to shut it off. But if it's cool, then cool. And yeah, he's in first grade, so... Spent the weekend and he watched it three times within that weekend. So <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't have too much of a week. I checked out the creator, getting ready for an episode with you guys here in a few weeks. I watched Contact, the uh, Alien movie, for the first time with Matthew McConaughey and Jodie Foster. It's directed by the mm -hmm. Robert, uh, the same guy who directed Forrest Gump. 
Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen it, Zach? Has anybody seen mm-hmm. Contact? It's seen it. two hours and thirty minutes. You're either gonna like it or you're gonna want to blow your goddamn head off. Um, <laughs> the Equalizer Three. It's mm. probably it's probably the worst of the three. It's it's not a very good fun movie. Um, checked out Roadhouse just because the new trailer for, you know, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie came out, and I had to go watch me some Patrick Swayze. That's always a fun classic. Um, GSPs in that thing. Checked out a good person for this episode, um, but the thing I want to recommend is Bye Bye Barry, the Detroit Lions documentary on Amazon Prime. Um, you know, I watched it the day of the conference championship games. It is a really fun documentary. Um, there's some stuff that I did not know about. And uh, at the end of the documentary, he actually tells his sons, you know, why he just decided to call it quits. And whether you're a uh, uh, Lions fan or not, or a football fan or not, I think you'd enjoy the documentary. So it's on Amazon Prime. I'm also in the middle of a JFK documentary right now on Hulu. Um, very interesting documentary. I just started a Robert Kennedy documentary on Netflix, like a four-part series. So, pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, getting ready to do some more huge 2023 watches before our big uh, best of 2023 episode in a few weeks. So, uh, Craig, what about you? You watch anything that you want to recommend anybody? Yeah, <clears throat> uh, just like I checked out Leo. Um, Still kind of on my Pokemon movie binge, checking them out, trying to catch up, watching them all from, from childhood on. Um, watch football, been watching basketball, watching the Thunder kind of. And they had the one seed for a little bit and then in the West. So uh, super excited about, you know, the, the rest of the season for them. Um, a good person for this episode. Um, and then just a lot of like... Stuff on YouTube. Oh, and Tekken 8 came out. I've been grinding Tekken 8 hardcore. So. How how much have you cried during the Pokemon movies? Uh, there's some moments. There's I was about to say, if you don't say at least once or twice, I know you're lying. Yeah. Ash's death sucked, bro. <laughs> Even back then. You're like, why is Billy? he so... <laughs> Billy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's pretty much been my my stuff lately. Zach, what about you? Um, still continuing uh, True Detective Night Country on uh, Max. Uh, I got my 15 films that are like in contention for the top our 2023 review. Uh, rewatch Creed 3, Air, Super Mario Brothers the movie, uh, Rewatch Rear Window. Um, the big thing I want to re- highly recommend is Godzilla Minus One Minus Color. They released the, the black and white version here in America. So good. It's, it gives a whole new depth and perspective to the film. Um, it, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's, it's is it Max or Apple? I don't think no, not yet. Is it? In I think the, then? where did you see it? Yeah, it's a, it's it, they showed it in the theaters. Um, I think actually today is the last day because I think tomorrow it, it's or no tomorrow's the la- tomorrow's the last right. day. I'll see you. All you later. can see in the theater. <laughs> see you. <bye>. See you <laughs> next week. <laughs> but I mean, in all seriousness, if you guys do get a chance, go check that out. It's it's. It's really worth it. Worth it. I'll probably check it out on either Criterion or whatever they release it on. Oh, dude! If it comes out, if it comes on Criterion with the color and the black and white version, day one. <laughs> if they don't release it 
in black and white, can I just turn the color contrast down and watch it in black and white that way? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm sure. assuming so. Yeah. I don't know why you could. I've, I've defeated the system. You have, you have that option? That's just how my TV is. At least on tube TVs, you could. You know, those big TVs. This yeah. man wants to go back 50 years. I do. I hate today, dude. Dang, what's, I, I, what's he doing? I, I hate the world today. I think the music sucks. I think most of TV shows suck. I think people's attitudes suck. The way everybody feels entitled sucks. Well, you know, well, this, I, I don't well, this has been another good being call, called out like that, sir. Uh, I thought we were pretty good friends. Um, the, this is another episode of Johnny Hates Live. Come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice house, fool. Thanks. I was wondering what you were doing. I didn't like. Slip. I didn't like the darkness around me. Let me just slip my wrist now. <laughs> you were portraying Johnny's mind or Juan's right. mind. Yeah. <laughs> I should Speaking. get like a like a basketball court or something with like a shark behind me. There you go. Like Jaws. Or like the uh, the drug dealer from uh, Where the Millers. First, oh my god. Sure. Yeah. Uh, let's dig into what we're talking about today. We're talking about a good person. Follows Allison, whose life falls apart following her involvement in a fatal car accident. Starring Florence Pugh, Morgan Freeman, Molly Shannon, Celeste O'Connell. Um, directed by Zach Braff. Written by Zach Braff. IMDb currently has a 7.1. Rotten Tomatoes is at a 58%. The meta score is at 50%. Um with a release date of March 31st, 2023, the budget was $17 million, and it grossed $3 million at the box office. Um, Zach, we'll start with you. Uh, do you remember the first time you got to see this? I think you're the only one who checked it out in theaters. So what was it like after that initial watch, and then what was it like revisiting it for the episode? Uh, yeah, I saw it in the theater. Um, we were like two of like ten people in that theater when, when it came out. A very flew under the radar. It was in a very heavy month with like Creed three, Scream six, John Wick chapter four. This came out the same day as Dungeons and Dragons. I guarantee you, this movie is a lot better than that, than Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I walked out and I thought, wow, that was that was a very very good film. I I had I didn't even hear about this movie till like a month before it came out, to be honest. Um, and I was totally blown away by it. And this th and this is my first rewatch since the theater, and I was kind of nervous. I was like, oh. Is this going to suck? I'm about to come on here and be like, eh, yeah, sorry guys, we had to do this. Um, but no, this was your feelings. Pick. Yeah. Still had the same feelings. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm very, very high on this movie. Uh, what about you guys? Edward? First time viewing ever. I'd never heard of it before this. So. Craig? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I knew when it came out. Um, uh, to be honest, I thought this movie was. Not what I watched. I, it's, my my perception of what the movie was is completely different, which isn't a bad thing. It's just like when I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, like this is uh, a little different than what I had envisioned." So, same. Um, but yeah, first time watching it, um, I thought it, a little. Druggy, I, was, I, thought, I thought a little druggy white girl was going to be abducted by Morgan Freeman. But. I don't, I don't know. I wasn't really looking forward to it. I was like, okay, I'll watch it. By the end of it, I was like, 
That was a good watch. That's a good mm-hmm. watch. So, I didn't hear about this until Zach sent me the p- poster and said he went to go see this. And I was like, oh, Florence Pugh? Is it A24? And he was like, no. And then when I saw the poster, I was like, oh, she's getting date raped for sure. I thought that was like a, I thought this movie was going to be like a, uh, shortly based off the life of Bill Cosby. No, but it was didn't stop. But it was not. Um, well, I think if, I think if I remember correctly, I sent you the poster and you asked me if it was A24 and I said no. You said fuck off. So I was like, okay, I guess you want to see it. <laughs> uh, but, but then when he and then when he bought it, this is what really got me is when he bought it, he sent me the digital copy and I was like, oh, let me let me check it out. And then I was like, I know it's got to be good if Zach buys it because Zach hardly buys anything that's like a new release, honestly. Um, so then I watched it, I bought it and I liked it and now we're doing the episode. Yeah. So I had no idea it was Zach Braff that did this. Oh yeah. At the end, when I saw the credits, I was like, hold on. Like this was not, this was that Donald Fazion's boy. A, a, like, shouldn't you be making a T-Mobile internet commercial? (laughs) Not just that. I figured like, I mean, honestly, I don't know what else he's directed, but I didn't feel like this would be his type of cup of Joe. You know what I mean? Like, it's definitely. I think, I think he directed "Going Out of Style" with Morgan Freeman. He did. So Mr. Freeman likes him. He knows, he did, yeah. No, Morgan Freeman just knows he can get an easy twenty-five million dollars out of this little crazy white boy. <laughs> <laughs> really, I'm, I'm, I, hold on, I'm serious. Who else is casting Morgan Freeman in their motion picture right now? Other than National Geographic doing documentaries or voiceovers. And Zach, would... we talked we talked about this a little bit a few days ago. We were like, how come the budget is so high? We were like, I couldn't find the budget. So when I finally, you know, broke into my FBI investigation glass, I was able to find out that this this movie had a budget of $20 million and it only grossed 3 million. I'm like, why is the, why is it so high? Come to find out it's Mr. Morgan Freeman's asking price. What was, what was his payout for it? I think he wanted $5 million for the film. I mean, when you're paying literally everybody else in the movie, probably a million, if that some cheeseburgers, Florence Pugh was probably the second highest at a mill. Yeah. And then everybody else was like, you're just an add-on. <laughs> you're a stand-in. You're lucky to be here. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll get into the movie. Um, it's a very serious movie at times. But then at times when it's not, it kind of feels like you take a step back and you're almost like there's some comedical range to it sometimes when it's supposed mm-hmm. to be serious. Um, and it starts off with like the engagement party. Florence uh, Florence's character Allison is engaged mm-hmm. to Nathan. What do you guys yeah. think of the character, the guy who played Nathan? I th- I thought he was uh solid for I-, I I've never seen him in anything else, so I don't know if this is his first film or but I thought he was a solid uh second option to Florence. There was good chemistry with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, my second time watching this movie, I was worried like Zach. I was like, man, is this going to be a movie where I only remember 
those two performances together and then everybody else is like a blur. Yeah. Like a, like, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of what happened on this watch, but it wasn't a bad thing as far as like the other characters, like the guy who played Nathan was still inter- interesting. Um, Celeste O'Connor who played Ryan was interesting. I liked how at the beginning they dressed up Ryan almost to the T as far as a perfect student. And then, like, an hour later into the movie, she's the same person playing Ryan, but she looks completely different Mm -hmm. um, because of what the character had to go through transformation-wise. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I don't know, guys, is it me? Or did Morgan Freeman almost at times look like he had too much makeup on? You think he's getting that old to where they had to put that much makeup on him? His face almost kind of looked fake sometimes. I mean, he's 86, so yeah, I mean, they probably there probably was <laughs> some moments where, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like how in the first, um, like you said, Johnny, Allison is very she's happy, she's engaged, she has everything going for her, um, and then after this wreck, you know, she's literally broken. She's a broken person, a drug addict. She's <laughs> sitting uh, and. She's a junkie. She's in the bathroom watching YouTube tutorials about how to cut her hair, and she does it wrong. It's like, well, all right, I guess we're going forward with this. Well, let's tell and... everybody why she's she's a junkie and she's a wreck. She ends up having a uh, a car accident with Nathan's sister and her husband, and right. they, Ryan's parents, yeah, yeah, Ryan's parents, and they lose their life, and she's she's you know she survives. But like, like, let's talk about that hospital scene where the where the police officer is like, you know, when there's a wreck with fatalities, and that's how she finds out is when the police officer announces it like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then Molly Shannon, who plays a mother in this movie, I had to sit there and pinch myself multiple times. And I'm like, damn, Molly Shannon is that old now to where she's got to play a mom to a 23 year old. You know, I think that hospital scene doesn't make it you know as far as like performance wise unless molly shannon doesn't like nail it like she did but what'd you guys think of that hospital scene i think it pretty much it sets up the emotional crutch of the film (laughs) essentially um obviously you know these types of situations happen um and there's survivor's guilt and essentially you know she she allison has to spend the rest of the movie and you know her life at this point, just dealing with the fact that it plays up the idea uh, throughout the film. Like, is she responsible? Was it an accident? Was she not paying attention? Um, And she really, up until the final scene, really tries to make excuses and, or comes up with theories about what really happened. And I kind of like that as, as, as the movie went on. Well, I mean, like you said, stuff like this does happen in real life as well as like, you know, there is a big, big degree of survival's guilt and a lot of that stuff in reality as well. And I mean, almost everybody's on their phone. You see it all the time when you're on the highway. You see it every day. Like, phones are a huge, huge thing in people's lives nowadays. It, it is what it is. But to be like blaming, I don't think is the right thing. But well, at the same time, it's kind of like you could have paid attention a lot easier and not been in that lane. Let's be honest. The dude with the tractor shouldn't be coming out into the road without at least somebody there. So 
Mm-hmm. Yep. That part one. Part two, she wasn't really like she was on her phone, yes, but it was only to get directions. Yeah. And so it's like it's not like you know what I mean? Like, yes, everybody else is gonna see it as her fault, but like you're just it's not like she is on YouTube. Just yeah, you're not texting somebody trying to so you know when I, mean, I first watched it, I, I went back and I was like, wait a minute. The night before she was talking about being in bed with Nathan about the gummy. And I thought the gummy was going to come into play about like maybe it's still being in her system when she was driving, but they didn't bring that back into the, into, yeah. into play. So that would have been, I mean, that would have been even more of an account right there, you know, just, you know, effects still in your system. Uh, when did you take this kind of go from there? Cause some people can't function on it. Some people can, I didn't even put that together. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. I that. <laughs> so I was like, huh. Well, the thing that I, I thought that watching the trailer, it set up the idea that Nathan was in the car. Nathan was the one that was killed in the, in the accident. I, I, it took me, I'll admit, two viewings to, find, to realize that it was Ryan's parents, or like later on the film, it, it made it was much more clear. Um, it just didn't, in the, in the first beginning of it, it wasn't. That's the only nitpick I have of the movie. It didn't really set the set up the idea that it was her parents that was in the car. So, yeah. And then you get the rest of the movie. You see how this one accident impacts three people's lives. Yeah. It completely switched. Go ahead. No, more people. I mean, it impacts the uh, Daniel, Nathan, the grandpa, Ryan, Daniel, Nathan, Ryan, Allison, Allison, her yeah. mom. Um, you know, and that's just that's just the central the characters. Yeah. yeah, the core like, people, you know, the core characters. Yeah, that, that's the biggest part we see for that matter. You know, alone well, from well, anybody well, I was, else. I was just talking about how the movie really just follows three people, and their yeah. and their and their incident with the accident. Yeah, yeah, you get Nathan, you get Nathan in there, and you see that he's moved on, and it does it it doesn't really explain who left who. She and, does and, and, right. She until yeah. Morgan Freeman says she left your ass. Yeah. Yeah. So which is I mean kind of crazy but at the same time like I get she explains you know, why though. Yeah. Well, I mean yeah. Y- yeah, but I mean like I could I could imagine sitting there and thinking like I'm the reminder of he might be thinking I'm a you know killer of his of his part of his family like yeah. constant mm-hmm. reminder kind of thing. And I think one of the one of the killer in the streets, killer in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Not if you want to press that X button down there, no one will be. No one will be mad. Um, I think one of the best things that this movie represents is the the spiral of addiction. How Allison could be fine one moment and just go completely off off her rocks because her the scene where. Uh, her and her mom are fighting to get up to this, get up to the bathroom to get the pills, and she uh, dumps them down the toilet, and she just goes ballistic. It's just that is classic addiction uh, withdrawal, essentially. And then as it continues, you know, she goes to the pharmacy, cusses up the pharmacist. The one that really got got me was the drug rep, her friend that she says like, "Hey, you know, do you think you could just, you know, help me oh, out yeah. just a little bit?" And the drug, her friend catches on. It's just like, "You need help." Go the, go get help. The breakfast yeah. scene. Yeah, and then <laughs> the, she uses the her her bachelor party way, against way her. Way past the tip. 
Yeah. The yeah. waiter brings out the coffee with tequila in it. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. If if, if you put any kind of alcohol in coffee, you know it's got to be like vodka at least. Fucking yeah. Alcohol. Kahlua. What did you guys, some... what did you guys think what about... You think about that? No. Uh... <laughs> What did you guys think about the bar conversation where she's in there and she meets Caesar, two friends, her two people from high school? Alex I mean, Wolf from uh, Hereditary? Yeah. I, honestly, shows up. I thought they were going to rape her. I thought they were going to take full advantage. Good advantage. Lord. What, what kind of movie do you think you were going to watch? I guess. Well, first question. you thought it was Bill Cosby. Then you thought... <laughs> I will rape. say, like, I'm not 100% on this side, but I will say it was going to be, like... It was starting to get a little bit, creepy. you know. I will say, like, that. I thought they were going to take advantage not of shown, but advantage this is yes. what happened, you know, you mm. know, kind of thing. I thought they were going to offer her. To be honest, I thought they were going to offer something, but some PP in return. Yes, quid pro quo. In other words, I mean they mm. they said that you know you're a junkie, you're at your low. I can Which... get something for you if you really want it. You just got to do something for me. That's how he put it, and then yeah. you know. All he wants is for her to say that she's a junkie so that they feel bigger than her, I guess, is what they were wanting. But Because basically in high school, she was the bigger one, supposedly. Yeah, that she was, was rough. The, she was the Swifty. Yeah. Nathan <laughs> but... was all pro running back. Which, let's be honest, Nathan did not look all pro, so they should have no. took that out of the street. <laughs> yeah. That dude looked like he barely played tennis. <laughs> Yeah. He, he, looked, he was on the practice squad, okay? <laughs> he, was the, the, he was the holder. The... I suck so bad, they, they picked me after the white boys. <laughs> Good God. Hey, we got one of the a white boy as one of the starting running backs in the Super Bowl, so there's that, you know. Hey. But, okay, so... It, it shows a lot in this movie, you know, as, as far as addictions go, as far as, you know, rehab, different things like that, you know, pamphlets to get help with it, uh, opioid addictions. Um, in in specifics with this one, it's oxy, uh, Oxycontin or mm -hmm. Codon. Okay. Oxy. I was like, I know it's one of the two. But. <laughs> well, at this point, though, going through the middle of the movie, she snorts and crushes anything she can find. Yeah. Um, what do you guys start? You guys start seeing issues with Ryan, where she starts calling Grandpa Daniel. She's uh, meeting people online to have sex with. What do you guys think of the scene where he uh, kicks out the dude for meeting her online? <laughs> He's a fuck boy. That's what they call it these days. <laughs> like, when that lady across the street did that, I was like, all right, you can't, like, like it's just. That's that's the dark comedy of the movie. It's just like you know we're dealing with serious subject matter, but we can have some jokes in between. Yeah, Which, it's just like it's something that I was not expecting to be the funny part in that scenario. I don't know. Like, I mean, good. He's like, Sorry. oh, you know, we got a statutory rapist. You know, he's like, can I get my clothes? Blah, blah, blah. He's like yelling at him through the window. I thought that was like the funny part, but yeah, then she's like. Yeah, boy, I'm like, I, I'm done. I'm well, done. I mean, I guess if you're looking at Zach Braff and the stuff that he did with Scrubs and some stuff he's done here and there, it's kind of like that it's here the and off there the with wall him. comedy that made it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. But 
I, good stuff, good stuff. But spraying them down, all that good junk. But yeah, you know. she's like, get your flaccid <laughs> whatever out of here. I was just like, good God, like going ham on this guy. Well, you don't think he deserved it? No, I think he deserved it. But like, it's I didn't just expect like, her dang. to be the one going in, like saying all that stuff. Oh yeah, that's funny. I'm going in. I'm going in. And I'm going to go off. <laughs> Jack, what made you think? Like, this is a this is obviously an interesting movie. Um, I think we all kind of feel the same way about it going into maybe towards the ending of the film. But, like, th- I don't know, man. Like, this story, this cast, Florence Pugh was just cast in, in a big-time Marvel movie. Um, why did this movie literally... It didn't even make the money back to pay Morgan Freeman off. Like, I mean, and, and you can't, I, I don't even think you can say, you know, that it happened, there was a time to come out in March. I think March was the perfect month for it to come out in. Not yeah. a lot of big, not a lot of big movies coming out that month. It's, it's a feel good movie, kind of, that you could probably take your family to go see around Easter time. But like, nobody. Not even hey. my, not even myself, who I'm a, I'm a big Florence Pugh fan. None of us heard about it going into March of last year. Mm-mm. Look, Dungeons and Dragons beat the hell out of it. Okay, <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I, you know, at least I would think that at least the Florence Pugh aspect of it would have brought a lot more people to it, or even Morgan um, Freeman. I mean. Yeah, but we, dude, me and Johnny talked about it. This is probably his best performance that he's had in, I don't even know how long, to be completely honest. And Bruce Almighty. <laughs> Bucket Almighty. list. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I actually like that movie. Um, no, I, I do too. That's why I was just like, what? I, I think, well, you, Johnny, you say it wasn't a heavy month, dude. We had Cree 3, we had Scream 6, we had John Wick Chapter 4. Um, and those, those four, those three movies by themselves was still like top four going into the end of the, end of the month. You know, I forgot about good old fucking John Wick. Hell yeah. But I think, I don't know, man, it's just one of those things where I'm, I'm really surprised they didn't just like release this on like Hulu or, you know, Max or something just because, you know, well, you said it was a $20 million budget. You know, movies nowadays, I, if they if they don't think they're, they're going to make any money, they might as well just put them on streaming and be done with it. Yeah, I mean, maybe Zach Braff was leaning too much on Florence Pugh's name at the time and even maybe well, a bit they, of Morgan Freeman. They were, dating. they were dating at the time, that's why. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, God, damn. Maybe, maybe he was still leaning too much on that. Um, oh, Zach Braff got it like that. Mm-hmm. He's funny, you know. Go from there. Um, maybe expected it to do a hell of a lot better than it did. I mean, honestly, that's I, I don't know. Uh, I I mean, I, I've never even heard of this movie, and it's not like I'm on cable and all that crap or on live TV really anymore. I've got so, streaming services predominantly, so I never really seen any promotion about it. So there's that, so, you know. To put this in perspective, that weekend when it was released, it came in number 12 at the box office. 
John Wick Chapter 4, Scream 6, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Creed 3, oh, 65, shit. Ant-Man, Quantumania. Say no more, man. Those just beat the hell out of it right there. Cocaine Bear, Jesus Christ. Hell, there you go. It, you know, it's... Seven. Hey, don't talk like that. Watch your fucking mouth. You think Cocaine Bear is a bad movie? Oh, no, I said you, number seven you, out of you wait till we You wait till we get to our best of the year list. Wait till we get to that episode. Oh, I mean, they're wrong. Like, they're alone, you know. Probably, what, Ant-Man's, like, number three, number four? Uh, that came out, yeah. Like, and that was, that was, that had been out two, for almost a whole one. month. Yeah. I mean, so I don't, know. I don't know, dude. It, it's just, it's just one of those things where it's just, you had a good story, you had a good cast, you had a lot of the elements you need to make a good movie, and it just, yeah, it didn't just, work out. Yeah. But I mean, I, like I said, I, I just don't think the promotional value is in it very much. Like I there said, there was I'm not... no promotional value. I didn't exactly. even see a preview for this on like television or anything. My point exactly. You you get in what you give. You get in what you put out. And he put out shit. He didn't get too much. I mean... <laughs> some directors... I've noticed some directors, regardless of the success of it, they just want to tell a story. And they don't care if it yeah. succeeds or fails. And maybe this is just one of those stories that he wanted to tell. So That's true. Potential. Potentially. Um, what would you guys think you, about... Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I don't know what you're going to bring up. I was just going to say, well, what did you guys think about the the scene where she goes to the, the AA meeting and takes half a peel and walks in and sees Morgan Freeman? I was going to bring the, all the... Yeah. And all the emotion starts coming back for her. Same thing I was going to bring up. Uh, I thought it was a pretty fun... Not fun, like, scene, but, like... Um, well done scene. Well done, yeah. I was I was really happy. <laughs> I was really happy for uh, the, at least the effort that she at least tried to put towards, even though she needed a little encouragement to get in. Um, but I also mm. think the interesting part about this is, at least for me, I probably wasn't paying attention, but I, this is where you also kind of find out that Morgan Freeman also had a, addiction problems, correct? Yeah, yeah. He's an alcoholic. He's been sober for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think one thing that kind of gets messed up in this movie is the point of weaning because weaning basically means gradually taking off, not eh, cold turkey, suck it up. Well, you know, it, you know what I mean? I will say the, the weaning part of this movie is, it, I mean, they do show it, you know, you would think, you know, her Allison's goal is to come clean. She starts, you know, her idea of clean is is taking half a pill instead of a full pill, and then walking in and saying, you know, I'm good, I'm not high. But then at the diner scene, which is also a really good just character development scene, is, you know, he point Blake asks, "Are you high right now?" And she says, "No." And he says, "Allison, I've been a cop. I was a cop for like forty years. I know." And he's been an addict for fifty. Yeah, but at the same time, perception's different. You know what I mean? So her perception may be, no, I'm not. You know, it's only half. You know, to where his perception is like, well, it touched your tongue, so yeah, you are. You know, kind yeah. of thing. And I'm right. not saying it's right what she did. I'm not saying that at all. But you, you know, you've got to take it as far as like weaning is just gradually getting off that roller coaster, not just jumping out. You know. Whenever you are scared, I guess. Mm -hmm. Not the same thing, but just a metaphorical reference or 
thought. But, you know, that goes, you know, we, I was talking about the, the depiction of addiction in this. It, that's, that's a true nature of that issue is, you know, you say you're like Allison's comes home um, and says, I want to get clean. I want to, I want to be better. She sees Daniel and almost goes, you know, off a rocker again. She, you know, Daniel tries to convince her, stay, stay strong. Yeah. She sees Ryan. She sees Ryan and goes off another binge. It's just, you know, it's just, it's just awful roller coaster of addiction that, you know, by the end of the week, by the time we get to the end of the movie, I really thought this movie was going to end. Just jumping ahead, that she was going to die of an overdose. Honestly, Oof. that's how this movie was going to end. It was well, to that point. She almost did. You know, this movie kind of reminded me of it was. Uh... Have any of you guys ever seen Four Good Days with Mila Mm-mm. Kunis? No. It, it's, a, it's a Hulu movie, but it also got a Blu-ray release. That that this is kind of what that reminded me of. Well, I mean, with with Ryan for that matter, when they met back up, you know, it, it was probably a very hard thing as far as like for the characters, uh, because Ryan's got to deal with now. This is my parents' murder in her eyes and she has to deal with yep this kid uh, confirmed this kid thinks i really just eh, (laughs) bye you know thing and i just think it's great and it's just like it's not how it was it was a very very freak accident thing and yeah she's like yeah it's one of those things where you can't repair something that dinner scene where like it uh, Daniel tries to convince her to stay for dinner and it's just pure awkward silence and Ryan comes out and says how do you feel about killing my parents it's just like oh, damn yeah. firing bullets the, one thing I, I that kind of irked me which and maybe that's how he was supposed to be is uh, Daniel felt very manipulative um, like it, it, it Kind of felt like he was wanting to give her a chance. Kind of felt like at times he was trying to make her feel a certain way. It was just very weird how Daniel was handling that relationship with Allison. I think he was trying to push her out of her comfort zone and trying to push her into current life and the possibility of going in a better direction for that matter for herself. I know, but like, but I see what you mean I, on that. I agree with that, but by the time we get to the final climax, and she, he is just cussing her out outside the the, the party, you, know, I mean, I, she, he is drunk by that point. I get that, yeah. but at the same time, his true feelings about her finally come out. It's like, no, you killed my daughter. I can't get her back. It's your fault. Effing own it, essentially. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, it's a it's a very well acted scene. It's by the time you really do feel bad for Alice's Alice's character, but at the same time, as an audience member, you're just like, I kind of agree with Daniel in certain aspects. Yeah, I didn't. I I didn't agree with Daniel. Not 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 with the deliverance. Yeah, not the deliverance. Well, not with the deliverance. No, but just like the idea that she needs to take ownership of what happened. I think mainly the ownership is the more. Get off of your bullcrap. Get off of your petty train, yeah. pity train, and mm-hmm. face your facts. Face your fear of making any and everyone around hate, make you hate yourself. Not everybody hates you. They just don't understand what the hell has gone on. And, you and two other characters who are not here anymore do. At the same time, 
like, yeah, the deliverance wasn't as great as, you know, you might have hoped for how they had built that relationship uh, throughout the movie, but mm. he, you know, he dealt with that. He he came to the realization that he beat his kid, and he even said it in the, yeah. the AA meeting. So if anybody knows about, like, maybe the next step in getting through everything is owning your mistake, and, like, mm-hmm. instead of, like, blaming it on somebody else, you own your mistake, you're able to get past it and be like, look, I... I own it. It was me. Now I'm not hiding beside some side of behind some sort of facade to um, dull what actually happened. So, I, like I said, the deliverance and everything might not have been the best because he was drunk, but mm-hmm. I think at the root of what he was trying to say, he was correct. Yeah. I also, yeah. I mean, it almost feels hypocritical though because, like, <laughs> he's telling her to own up to a lot of stuff. But at, even at the beginning of the movie, before he before uh, Daniel finds out about the wreck, you know he's not owning up to whatever the bad relationship is between him and Nathan, because him and Nathan haven't been on good terms even before the wreck, you know because he looks down and says, "Why should I answer that? I thought we're not talking." Um, and obviously, it points to him being a bad dad with alcoholism and stuff like that. So, right. I mean, this goes way deep beyond. So, so I, I feel like. Well, but the at, real, at, at that, that point, that was Ryan not wanting, or not Ryan, um, Nathan, Nathan not wanting to accept the apology. Right. Because I, I think Daniel full well knew what had happened. He said it in AA meetings. I think he had tried to do it, but him and Nathan just wouldn't, couldn't get on that same term. So you think the, the t- when Daniel was drunk and he told her to pretty much go go spit, do you think that's the last time, spoiler alert, because Daniel dies, do you think that's the last time maybe Florence Pugh's character Allison sees Daniel before the funeral or before the whole little get-together? I'd say yeah. I'd I say that's probably agree. the last time. I would agree with that, yeah. Because Well, no, 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 no. That's not true. When she is celebrating her one year sober, he's in the room. That They don't have any words, but yeah. he's just there, like, congratulating her, like, through... Uh, eye contact. Yeah. Okay. But he's only there so, for like two seconds. They make yeah. eye contact and he's out. Yeah, that's true. So but I mean, mean, I think at that but point he, he didn't have like a real conversation though. Yeah. Uh, the way you're talking. Yeah. Something else I really really liked, and I kind of wish they had delved a little deeper on it, was uh, the model train set of how Daniel kind of wanted to see his life, like when he takes Allison down there and says, "Oh, who, what are those two characters? Uh, that's me." That's my dad picking me up from the, the train station after I got back from Vietnam. And she says, Oh, that's a very sweet moment. But in reality, his Never dad happened. was passed up. Yeah, his dad was passed out in the backyard drunk. And you can kind of see like the the, the the trickle effect of how his dad was an alcoholic. And I think he said that he beat him or his mother yeah. or something like that. And now he did it to Nathan. And it sets up a thread of Nathan is wearing a, ear, a, a co- cochlear implant mm. and you kind of, you know, and Nathan lies about it, but then Allison finds the truth out from Daniel saying like, I hit him so hard that he lost his hearing. Yeah. Come to find out this was just like a prequel of black snake moan. <laughs> oh my God. So who, who is the JT character? <laughs> That's uh, that graph directing on the, out the, out the, <laughs> Yeah. One thing about this movie, though, is just like 
it just hits you with waves of like I was watching it and I was like, man, she's in a, a, a terrible situation. And then it just goes back to, you know, when she finally opens up the AA meeting about yeah. how everything was not fine, so to speak, but her life wasn't in the downward spiral that it was. She was like, I, I was sober. I wasn't doing this. We were on our way to look at wedding dresses. We were having fun, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. They were talking about, you know, Ryan being a, a soccer star and everything. And then the next moment in the blink of an eye, one event completely turns your life around and that can happen to anybody, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, I, I, you're watching this entire movie play out where it's just like bad thing after bad thing after, you know, she's at a bar trying to drink a tequila at like 10 AM. She gets meth. She's, mm-hmm. you know, trying to commit suicide. She's doing these pills to number life. And it's just like, that was one moment that completely shifted everything. And it just kind of like, when you think about yeah. it that way, it was just like a shock every time you thought about it to me. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree with you, Craig. Um, the cinematography of how, when she's high, just like laying in her bed, it's just kind of like the upward down spiral of the camera. It's just kind of like this hellish roller coaster ride of addiction and what drug, what taking those type of drugs can do to you. And like how she's like flip flopping on the bed and just like, I think there was one point where um, she's like sleeping in the bathroom floor or something like that. Cause she thought she could find more pills in there. It's just, yeah, it, I, I'm, I'm truly surprised that maybe I'm hyping it up too much, but I, I'm kind of surprised Florence didn't get like some uh, credit, some awards nomination for this. Cause I thought she's, she's excellent in it. Yeah. I think just her being able to kind of portray that, um, persona, the the persona, but like she's she's able to be really high in this movie at the beginning. She's mm-hmm. able to be really low. She's able to be super mellow. Like she, when she's on drugs, she's able to you know she, she a wide wide range in this movie. So I I do agree yeah. with you. I think then then you see her at the end where she's like a completely different person. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know she's yeah. Were you were you guys? Uh, thinking when she found out about Daniel's death that she was going to go back on the pills or it was just going to lead her lead to a down, down spiral again. I didn't think she was doing that. I did have a question though. She woke up when she was sober before she found out about Daniel and there was like a baby, like a child playing in the room with her while she was sleeping. Did her and Nathan get back together and have a baby or who's, who's no, that, that was, that was her uh, the sponsor. AA, yeah, the AA sponsor. The sponsor. Okay, yeah, okay. That was her. That was her kid. Yeah, because because that was the night. That was the morning after Daniel and she was at the rave and everything. That was the yeah. morning after. She had yeah. she had taken her back to her house and then woken up on the AA okay. uh, sponsor's couch. The couch. Yeah. Because the way the way the movie ended, it kind of teased like maybe they were going to start talking again. I think it was supposed to be a reconciliation. Just or maybe they were just going to be friends. Yeah, because the way yeah the, the the ending of the movie is she's down there reading the note at the train station, comes up top after you know he says like you know he agreed to come back well, until she goes to college, he's going to need help with her, and she comes out and sits yeah. down next to Ryan. That's the ending of the movie. So I think the way. Him talking to Allison's mom, saying that they broke up four months ago. So you know that at that moment, um, Nathan's single, 
you know, that mm-hmm. she's doing really well. They had both kind of talked at the AA place, not the AA place, but the rehab place. You know, yeah. maybe there will be one point in time where life can bring us back together. So I think all the points kind of led to uh, to that moment where it's like, it is the perfect opportunity for them to kind of, you know, there was a massive bump in the road in their life. Yeah. But after everything is all said and done, they are in the perfect moment opportunity to be back together in the style that they were. Yes, there's a massive, um, you know, kind of difference bump in the road, darkness in their past, bump in the road. Yeah. But it's something that they've both gotten through. They both had to deal with it in their own ways. It's not yeah. like, you know, it, it was a family thing. They've all dealt with it some way or another. And I think there's just kind of like, it was heartening to see to me, like going back to what I said earlier about, you know, going back and thinking, you know, all this is because of one event, but it's also showing that there is light at the end of the tunnel. If you're strong enough and you're willing to do everything necessary to get to that point, you know, because well, they're well, back they in also- where they can have everything fixed. Well, and they also Daniel sets up the idea, and he's talking about it in the in the diner scene where she sees his tattoo on his wrist or whatever. It's uh, a more fatigue. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's essentially to love one's fate, and that's essentially what what Daniel's final final message to her at the end of the movie is. Yeah. You know, you can uh, the, the cards you're dealt in life. You really have to, as much as you don't like them, as much as they suck you really have to embrace him because, you know, you can make a, like Allison, you know, a bad situation and just completely turn it around, you know. Or, you know, I think I think a lot of it had to do with Ryan as well because they were trying to go ahead and get her back on life's track yeah. uh, of the track that her parents had set her on and were going on and she needed that female and male role models in her life, the, the, those stable guardians, if you will, Um to keep her on the right path because you know we we've seen how she even spiraled down a, a, a dark path too yeah. so i mean there, it, it, it's kind of like one was saying earlier it's a story about mainly three people going down different paths that two are dark and one is kind of trying to help the others figure out in a way but well that rave scene where you know, it's finally revealed that Ryan tried to bring Nathan and Allison back together. You know, sets Allison on a trail or, or down a binge again. Yeah. But you really, you really do believe that Ryan had good intentions, but it was just so hurtful for Allison to say, like, yeah. why would you do that? You know, I, I'm not, I'm not healed yet. Essentially, that, that just, that's terrible. Well, and at that moment, you know, you're. You don't know because at the coffee scene, she's still, it's still a fragile relationship at that moment. You don't know if there's a good intention. And, you know, she kind of says things in a way to make it seem like she's trying to hurt her. And, you know, it's eventually Mm -hmm. they, they, they kind of like, no, I didn't mean it that way. You know, go to this party with me. And then it happens again. So it's, I could see from her point of view where, you know, you're in this state of darkness. You don't really have any outside support or anything like that and this happens it's kind of like you messed up my life by doing this part now i'm gonna mm-hmm. really mess up yours so yeah yeah it's just out of, cur- out of curiosity craig i know you didn't 
obviously you hadn't really heard about this movie and you didn't know what it was about. What do you what do you think it was about before you started watching it? I thought it was going to be like uh, just pure looking at the poster and kind of remembering bits and pieces. I thought Morgan Freeman was going to be some sort of like like a cancer center and they were both going to mm-hmm. find friendship in each other when they had nobody else and they were both mm-hmm. kind of kind of go along that route. That's that's what I thought it was. Or maybe like he had cancer and she was there to support him or she had it and yeah. he was there. That's that's the route I thought it was. I had no idea this was that's why I'm like watching the movie I'm like this is uh, no, that, that's, that's a lot darker than what I thought. Yeah, that's a <laughs> no, sequel. That's um, that's um, the one with jo- uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Seth Rogen. What is that? Oh, fifty-fifty. Yeah, <laughs> that's that movie. Yeah, that's a good movie, by the way. So. But yeah, um, I think you know, I think like I said, I really think you could. I really thought you could have been this movie on a just a dour note and not. Florence Pugh dies instead of Morgan Freeman. It's kind of Ryan's dealing with not only her actions towards Allison, but just like the thought <laughs> of she was trying to do herself better. And it, it wasn't it. I shouldn't blame her for my parents' death, essentially. But I like the, the way it ended and the fact that, you know, as much as shitty roads that each Daniel and Allison has to, had to go through through their life, um, you just have to own it. And just yeah, try to it, move forward. It, and I think, you know, there were many, many different ways that this could have ended. Mm-hmm. But I think the route that Zach Braff was trying to say is like, it doesn't matter how dark of a time you're currently in. If you put in the time and the effort and you surround yourself with the right people and you seek forgiveness and you own up to it and you move past it like there there is light at the end of the tunnel you you don't have to be stuck in the rut that you're in you don't have to be stuck you know doing the stuff that you're currently doing or you know i thought it was um it was a not it wasn't technically necessarily tough to watch but at, at times it's like man like she's really in a dark spot and it's kind of hard to watch this and then you, yeah. you see it at the end. It's like that that makes me feel better. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will say, like on the re rewatching this, I forgot how dark this movie got at some points, to yeah. be honest. Since it had been like almost a whole year since I've seen it. Um is there any does anyone have any negatives about the movie other than maybe just plotting or character wise or anything like that? Uh, I don't I mean, sometimes it felt two hours. You know, uh, you could probably say you could take out like a few scenes, but even then, on the positive note, you can't take out the bar scene because it just shows you how far down she went. She's willing yeah. to go, yeah. So, I mean, not really. I don't know if I would take out any scenes, but there was probably once or twice that it really did feel like, man, two, does this movie really need to be two hours and like ten minutes? I honestly, once. Once I was in and was watching it and understood the storyline, like I said, I I wasn't looking forward to watching it just because I wasn't sure what it was. I had seen it a few times on Voodoo, mm-hmm. and I was like, I want to check it out just because it's Florence Pugh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, but like, 
when I turned it on, I didn't know what I was expecting. So I was kind of like sitting back in the chair, like, uh. but I was hooked, dude. Once I f- yeah. found out what the story was and I, I caught the characters and, and I was hooked. So, yeah. What about you, Ed? I mean, same thing. Just. A little bit too much on some of the doting, but I mean, other than that, nothing yeah. really. Yeah, but that that would be the biggest gripe, I guess, I would have. But uh, at the when same you, when time, you, when, you're, you know, when you're dealing with when you're dealing with a story about drug 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 addiction, how much is too much down down uh, doting? Well, it, it's not even just that, but it's like the whole. You know, murdered this, done that. You're the killer, murder. Because I mean, it's not like she literally took a knife to their throats. It's not like she tried to run into it. It's a simple fact of neglect. She is not paying attention and gone from there. I'm not saying she should be awarded a medal or should be safety superhero of the month or something like that. Like I'm not saying that at all. But you know, what I felt, you know, and it, it they kind of did, but when Ryan was talking about how she didn't have friends at her school because nobody understood her situation. I thought when she met Allison, there was going to be a better relationship there than what there was. Like Mutual there was bonding. still a, re- a relationship, but it was, yeah. you know, she's like, Oh, you're, you're my parents killer. Yeah. You know, yeah. you did this, you ruined my life. You did that. But I was like, just a few scenes ago, you're talking about how nobody understood you because nobody's taken the time to completely understand your situation. And I, I was like, that kind of sucks. But, oh, you know, we're, we're on this end. We, we're able to see everything, not not technically be inside of it. So, Yeah, and I mean, that, that's losing both parents in a, in a murder. And then all of a sudden, the one who survived out of three in the same yeah. car is standing on your doorstep in in your in your living room and it's just like hmm okay this is great (laughs) i i can imagine on that but yeah you uh, a few favorite scenes zach do you want to go first uh yeah the diner scene between allison and daniel just i it's it's just great acting just between two really good actors, just the two characterizations of like, I'm fucked up. You're fucked up. How are we supposed to get through this essentially through life? Um, and honestly, like Allison's like just her addiction scenes, whether she's at the pharmacy or with that drug rep. Um, I think Allison Florence is able to sell that to the nail, um, whether she's happy at, at the beginning of the movie, at the end of the film or at her at the lowest point of her life, um, that's what makes out uh, Florence just such a great actress. She can do both uh, with both, but it's just a flip of the switch. Yeah. Um, and and the train model scene, uh, I I just think that's um, take your life and put it in just these little models that you wish ha- life had been. Yeah. And that yeah, that's yeah. What about what about you guys? Uh, Ed, what's, what, you have a favorite scene. I mean, honestly, it's not that it's just, I think, the best scene, but kind of a 
a scene that get, did kind of stand out to me a bit was the uh, was the the bar scene with the two old classmates. I guess it, it it that 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 seemed a bit more real in a lot of ways um, on some different uh, heights. I guess I could imagine going through that would be pretty uh, uh, humoring or uh, humbling. You know, yeah. uh, no matter what side of the spectrum you're on for uh, popularity or, you know, lone wolfness, I guess. But, yeah, yeah. I'd say that or... You know, you never know what yeah. life's going to bring you. No, and so, then to be brought to that level and then have to go ahead and punch yourself in the face with, yeah. you know, yeah, that, saying, that's saying crazy. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of crazy on that. I think this movie is built on two performances and two performances only. And I think that's what keeps everybody intrigued and, and just like excited about the two performances. So anytime you see Florence Pugh and Morgan Freeman together, I think those scenes are just, they're obviously what you come to see this movie for. But if I had to pick one out as well, it would probably be uh, like Zach said, I think somebody said the, the AA meetings um, and the conversations between, um, Allison and Daniel, uh, and then even when Allison finds out about Nathan's um, hearing problem, um, and then when you know when Daniel explains to Allison downstairs about what happened with his dad and and that's and stuff like that. So um, this movie is solely based about these two performances, and you know that's what you're going to go see this movie for, and they they nail it. Craig, what about you? Yeah, um, so the performances and the scenes are good, but it's the overall feeling that um, you receive when you're watching it. It's the when she finally opens up in the AA meeting, and it's when uh, you know Daniel opens up in the AA meeting, and he kind of explains everything. And you know, you're you're sitting there, and it's like, you know, why are you at AA? Are you here because of me? And you know, so on and so forth, and then you find out that oh, he really is. He used to be a, an alcoholic. This is what he did. You know, he's he has a, a dark past. So you, you know, you can kind of relate to it. So th those two parts, um, the part when she reads the note and he explains what the the amor fati means, um, and then the scene where you know she's finally done with her time at the rehab center. Hmm. You know. It's like it's it's just those scenes that I think kind of it's it's dealing with your issue, recovering from your issue, and then being able to read that note and get to the other side of everything. So I think those three scenes, four if you count Daniels at the AA, but I think it's like ABC. That's your straight line of what this movie is really all about. Mm -hmm. So. The highs are very high and the lows are very low in this movie. Yeah. So. Uh, star rating. Um, I'll go first. No, Zach, you go first. This was your pick. What's your What's your rating? Um, I agree with you, Johnny. The two lead performances. Uh, I the story. I'll even say the cinematography with the the addiction scenes. The overall feeling of the film, like you were saying, Craig, with the high highs and lows of this. Um. I'll just go ahead and say it. Nine out of ten for me. It's one of my favorite movies of the of twenty twenty three. So 
I'm gonna, give this, I'm gonna give this movie a seven. Um, initially, after I watched it the first time, uh, I kind of had the same feeling of Craig. I liked it. Uh, I loved it, and uh, the performances were strong and led me to believing and knowing it was a good story. The second time after picking it up and watching it again, I, I, I still felt the same way, but I just there were some moments where I was just kind of twiddling my thumbs. So maybe maybe it's the rewatchability for me. I'm not sure. But I'm gonna give it a seven. I still really enjoyed it. Morgan Freeman was good. Florence Pugh was amazing. Um, the direction of the movie was good. Um, but this time around, I just I really liked it. I didn't love it this time. Still really good performances. So seven. Cool. Uh, Ed, what about you? And I have to kind of roll on your train seven as well. Uh, very good. Uh, promotional value sucked ass on it, so I think that killed a little bit of it. Um, I, I didn't know what to expect of this movie, so there's that. But at the same time, that's a good thing. And uh, it just – it's a good movie, uh, but I agree. I, I, I don't know how many times I'd pick this movie. Um, I can see why some people would love it. Uh, I could see some, why some people would like it, and I could see some, why some people would never watch it or even get 20, 30 minutes in and be like, "Yep, nope." You know, because yeah. I'm, I'm sure this can hit on some people's uh, triggers or or, or 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 sensitive side as far as like any uh, addiction goes or anything like that. I, I I can see that, but at the same time, I do think it's a good movie. <sighs> That kind of shows, like, hey, this is what can happen if you go down this spiral. I'm not I saying think it's relatable. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not saying this should be played at, <clears throat> in dare meetings, but like, it, it's it's a movie of reality in in a lot of ways. So, Craig, Craig what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna give it a seven. Uh, you know, I, I think it has very strong points. I think if you're looking. It snuck up on me, and I still enjoyed it. So if you're looking for something that, you know, like you said, is relatable, if you are going through not just addiction, but kind of anything, like a dark dark time in your life, and you, you want to watch a movie or something as a getaway, to, I think this would probably be, depending on what exactly you're dealing with. I, think, I do think this one would be a good one, though, because it does explain and show, like, even at your darkest times, there is, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. I, I think the performances were good. I was, you know, uh, all eyes on the movie when I was watching it. Um, I do think there are some points that, um, some parts in the movie that kind of, it's like, okay, it didn't need to be that vulgar at that point in time. I do know you want to show like passion and and some points here and there, but um, I just feel like some parts took away from the overall feel of the movie when you didn't really need them there. Uh, yeah. But uh, still, I think it's a very strong seven. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'll, I probably will rewatch it. Uh, I don't know how soon, um, but I, I think a second watch for me might be kind of it. I, it's not a movie that's very rewatchable, um, but it's yeah, it is what it is. And, and some of my nine is just get to see it. It's a theater experience. Yeah. Um, get to see like like an independent film like this on a big screen is it. It brings a little bit more uh, enjoyment to it. I, I think it's better than. 
three million at the box office better. It's definitely better than three million at the box office. I thought exactly you're going to say the one that made it the ninth for me was uh, Florence Pugh getting high dancing at the beginning of the movie. I mean, I don't get me wrong. Your opinion is oh, your opinion, man. It's not that my notes right here. So. It, it's not like we go ahead and judge you just because oh we think you're stupid because this movie. No, not at all. It's your opinion. Hot times, I mean, daddy. <laughs> it's just like you know a lot of the movies that I watch. You probably don't like, or Love. you know, I know some that I watch and like. Juan definitely don't like. Johnny, well, I I know you said you like the mom. Molly I, Shannon. I didn't like the mom. Superstar. When, she, when she's outside of the door, like, <laughs> what and I, I know, from. I know this is part of her, her, her character. But when she's outside of the door talking about high sharks, I was like, bro, get, go away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and she's like, just yeah, so. That, and that's that's the scene where Florence says, like, she's looking in the mirror. She says, you couldn't even make it one day without yeah. taking a pill. Yeah. She's like, I hate you. And you know, I've I've been there, looking in the mirror, and just like. Can't believe you've, you know, done whatever you've done the last couple of days. It's like I just everybody, everybody's been there. I gotta get have some mirror and just start going in on some Dusty Roads promos. I thought once, you once I start saying something like, you know, I've wined and dined with kings and queens, daddy, and I've slept in the alleys and dined on talking beans. Once you do that, and you're like, okay. I don't have to eat pork and beans today. I might be able to have a, a, a Whopper with double meat, double cheese, extra mayo like Edward over here. Then I know I'm, I'm, I've made it. Is it your goal to put McDonald's and every, Burger King in every episode we do? <laughs> Essentially. Whopper, Whopper. Speaking of. <laughs> <laughs> I've done my good deed for the day. Uh, next week, though, we end January with Zach's pick. We start February with Zach's pick. This might be the Mandela effect, but I could have sworn, Zach, we've talked about Casablanca. Pretty sure no. we talked. We talked about it in passing. Like, we thought about doing it a couple times, but we just never have. 1942. Humphrey year. Bogart. This one's for you, kid. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. And we don't have to wait a week. We talk about it live this Sunday, February the 4th. Uh, I'm I'm excited. Uh, Zach, what about you? What's one of the main reasons you wanted to pick this movie? I was calling for a pizza. <laughs> um, it's, just, it's one of my favorite movies, and I, it it's almost damn near 85 years old, so you know, it's just one of those things that I, I've been wanting to talk about it for a while, so. So we're talking for eighty-five about years. Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, it's been eighty-four fun. years. So, <laughs> don't forget, guys, if you're if you're watching us uh, on Swap Productions YouTube channel or Facebook Live, it will be this Sunday, seven p.m. Another new episode, episode two eighty-two, Casablanca. So blue two eighty-two. Uh, we're only we're only 18 episodes away from 300 essentially wow what movie are we doing for that 300 i wonder (laughs) i wonder what for real Juan's gonna be extremely happy about that one 
Oh, have we done? We haven't done 300 yet. Oh, no, uh, no, we will go in, in 18, 18 weeks. 18 weeks, Spartans. What is your profession? Oh, podcast. Professional. See, see, there you go. We just did 300, so we can do something else. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, it's the workouts, the builds. Okay, it's huge. It's huge. It's going to be huge. Huge. Ed starts mocking that guy. That's how you know it's time to leave. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, any uh, any other final comments for a good person before we uh, leap on out of here? Leap Stay on off drugs. Leap Stay leap in on. school, kids. Very, very politely, very nice said, Ed. There you go. I mean, <laughs> that's the end of the, the, end of the if, episode. If only you were there, you would have saved her from going through all that trouble. Yes. And stay off your damn phones, man. Resolve a lot of stuff you don't want to, you don't want to deal with. You can't um, handle the truth. I blame the guy driving the tractor. Of course, you blame the Mexican. That's wow! <laughs> wow! Oh my god! All right. So That's... is that is that the is that the twelfth racist joke we've done this episode? No, <laughs> I did not say that. I said the driver. The, the, the... I do not like wall, and I hate wall. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what, what is beautiful? Rush beautiful. hour. Dude, uh, there's your there's your next franchise, Johnny. <laughs> Rush hour. You know, I'm still debating on what to do next. I, I I got real close to putting Alien in, and I thought I was gonna go down the Alien path. I got um, one for you. And then I'm like, what about Rocky? I want to go down that Rocky path, but I still don't know what franchise to go after. I got one. Scary I'm movie. I can hang up on you. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first four last year, and there is the first three were laughable. I laughed a few times, but four, I just I wanted to legit hang myself. Oh, you didn't see five? No, I wasn't going to. I didn't know there was a fifth one. Anytime you got Shaq acting in a movie, it should be it should be burned. But I don't I don't know. Damn. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what to go bad. after. That was Sinbad. If anybody wants to help me, by all means, hit us up on the social media. What franchise should I go after next? Um, you can also watch A24 bench. Yeah, he's watched every A24. It's true, literally every single A24, but not lately. He can do A24 as a whole. There you go. Did, Did anybody watch that video, the YouTube link I sent like three weeks ago, dude? The last time I opened up a link to you, it was. Buzz, look at Alien, and a guy smacking his Shazam. I'm not opening any other links that you sent me. Okay, it it, it was about Buzz, a comedian. <laughs> it was a comedian doing a bit over how people watch A24 movies and how they are when they're an A24 aficionado, such as yourself. Oh, okay. And it made me think of you. And I thought it'd be pretty funny. So, all right. Well, see, you do send you know, things sometimes, I guess. Sometimes, sometimes. You might have to explain it because, yeah. I, I, so, you don't always send <sighs> guys slapping their cocks. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, sometimes I send wholesome jokes or wholesome I've never videos. opened a link and it sent me. <laughs> I'll put it that way. He sends me something on Instagram and I'm just like, LOL. Nope. <laughs> 
making me look at it. I'm sure it's funny, yet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm and if you guys you. send, if if you guys are sending me your lock, or, you know, or sending or tagging me on Insta or on on the TikTok, I can't get into that either. I've, I've had to get a whole new phone recently, and I can't. I uh, bitch, can't me I too. Can't. You don't have your little flip phone anymore. I mean, for now, uh, but don't send know. it in. What are they going to do? Cancel your service? <laughs> no, but it's not going to give me the discount. Which is you like two thirds or three quarters you don't of the have phone. to pay for the phone. You know what you do, Ed? What's you, that? you you put in like a, a weight in the box and send the weight back to Verizon <laughs> and then say that it got stolen along the way. No, they they they're having me drop it off at a Verizon retailer. Tell me you got mugged on the way in. Wow. Okay, I, so I, I need you in the face. I was about to say I need one or two or all three of you bastards to meet me over in Midwest City. Then what movie is that? Midwest City. Like, shoot me in the leg or shoot me in the arm when he like shoots him in the freaking thigh or something. What movie is, is that? It, uh, Eight Mile. Good guys. <laughs> oh, is it the Good Guys? The Good Guys? Yeah. Yes. Yes, with uh, Ryan Gosling and everything. Yeah, he's like yeah. make it look believable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're a few weeks away, man, from uh, the Oscars, a few weeks away from our top five plus five of 2023. So February, March is going to be a fun, fun few weeks. Um, uh, any uh, any excitement on the way to Casablanca or are we just going to save the excitement for Sunday? I'm, I'm I, can, really I, can, I can already tell Craig and Ed won't be there, Zach. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. It's not, it won't surprise me, to be honest. <laughs> Adley's birthday is Sunday, so we'll see. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. what I was going to say. The Super Bowl is uh, next Sunday, so no, I'm just kidding. We're going to record early before the game, so oh, that's yeah, don't worry about that. That works for me. I uh, mean, shit. Other, other than that, guys, uh, Casablanca Sunday, any uh, final thoughts for a good person? No? Nope. Nah, should be, should be good. All right, guys. Uh, I think we've taken up enough of your time. Thanks for joining us. Uh, go check out the social medias to win a free digital copy of A Good Person. And uh, we'll see you guys Sunday for Casablanca on another brand new episode of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Later. Bye.